what brought you to press play is the intuitive knowing that you represent the new leader. The universe has directed you toward the entrepreneurial journey, not just to create a business and life you love, but something much more. There's depth to what you're seeking. Moving from an employee mindset to a business mindset, I have a hunch you've actually already moved through that issue. You're not operating from a place of lack right now. Now there's a magnetic force asking you to see something greater. You're a spiritual entrepreneur that needs to play a bigger game than just selling a product and making money. You're here because you are ready to build holistic wealth. Financial wealth is the easy part, but you are here to unlock relational wealth, a community to support you on your journey, physical wealth, vitality to play this magical game of life as long as you can, spiritual wealth, growth and an upward spiral of personal evolution, and service wealth, getting the greatest and most sustainable results for those you serve. Together, we're going to reimagine leadership, diversifying its image, and show generations to come that the golden age of abundant leadership has begun. I'm your leadership and life coach, Michelle Micah, and the host of the New Leader Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the New Leader IG live series. I am still getting used to all of this. Hopefully I get a little speedier as time goes by, um, but I'm really pumped because we have our second guest on today and her name is Amber Dolan Smith. She is the founder of Spirit of Mother, where she coaches caregivers, nurturers, and mothers to put their own oxygen mask on first and i'm really pumped because that notion is really profound i think we are all learning as a society right now to make sure that we're putting ourselves first so we can actually give from the overflow so we can give from a really heart-centered nourished emotionally resourced place and i think she's a really beautiful example of that so i'm gonna go ahead and bring her on right now here we go I'm really pumped for her to share her story. I think a lot of you are going to relate to a lot of the things that she says. So here is Amber. Hi, Amber. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. I My daughter is asleep, yeah. which is like prime time to do anything. So thank you for allowing me to like <laughs> talk while my daughter's asleep. <laughs> powerful thing too yes your daughter's asleep and here you are rocking it and living your purpose what a beautiful example for everybody that's gonna be watching right now so I said a little bit about you I was talking about really having to put your oxygen mask first before you can be of service to others but it takes time right for us to actually get to that place to understand that about ourselves so I would love to for you to share a little bit of who you are and your origin story Okay, so who I am and what I love to start off with is I'm a spiritual woman. And then I follow it up with I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a podcaster, I'm a coach, and I'm someone who loves pomegranates, like obsessed with pomegranates. <laughs> and the season's right around the corner, so I can't wait to have them here in New Hampshire. Amazing. So that's who I am. And my origin story, it's funny because we talked 
you just mentioned oxygen mask on first and how that takes time. I remember when I was like first starting off and taking care of myself, I had always given and given to my friends, like to the point where it was codependency and enmeshment and all of that. And so that triggered that thought. I was like, wow, I've come such a long ways. And it started with me being like little choices of being like, oh, I'm going to do what I want here. What do I like here? And so now here I am and I'm like, you could really just create your whole day exactly how you want to do it. <laughs> like, who is this person? <laughs> and it doesn't even dawn on us like, wait a minute, I actually do have the power to create some changes in my life to then echo out so we can have a beautiful life in general, yeah. right? I know you mentioned too that you're like, I'm a spiritual woman first. But I always like to ask too, because everybody ends up finding spirituality at some various points of their lives. But figuring out how you really had almost like that awakening moment is such a beautiful story. So I have a question. Were you spiritual ever since you were a little one? Like, did you know about your intuitive gifts back then? Um, no, I had okay. no idea because it was not like, even if, if I look back on it, I'd be like, oh, here were some moments. But yeah. It was never nurtured. And in fact, it was like mocked yeah. almost it, with people mm -hmm. around me, my, my reflectors. So no, it started when I was 19 and I had a call with a coach and she's, she, we were tapping, we were doing EFT. Yeah. And she said, repeat after me. And I was like, okay, I'm repeating after you. And she goes, um, even though, and I forget what the statement was, like, I don't yeah. know what I was negating. I still love and accept myself. And so it was the journey of wanting to love and accept myself where then I found spirit. Like I found that like, I have a spirit, you have a spirit. We came here with purposes. I don't believe it's just like this one like career purpose. It's like we came here with so many different purposes. Yes. And uh, I, yeah. that moment that changed my life. So powerful. And I really, I resonate a lot with feeling like my gifts were negated. When I was a child, I had a lot of just sensitivities, whether that was emotional sensitivities, whether that was physical sensitivities as well. I had a lot of trouble sleeping. Mm -hmm. I felt like I could, I mean, empaths in general. And I know both of our audiences feel like they're empaths or intuitives. And when I was a kid, I would just feel like it was too much for me a lot of the time. So I felt like I was living in fear. So it took time for me to actually have a sense of ownership around all of these things. I didn't know what was really going on, but like you were saying, when we take the time to slow down and retroactively think about why was that happening to me? Why did I feel so different? What was the light aspects of those shadow experiences that I have? And hopefully anybody that's listening and hope this serves you too, whether these are spiritual gifts, whether these like are just um, things that you know about yourself that you want to de develop further, but you feel like you're isolated or alienated because of those things. Always remember this. There's almost like this initiation process of you have to face what your actual gifts are. It's not going to be this expansive, explosive thing right away. You know, we have to learn to master and hone in on these things. When are they appropriate to use? When are they not? <laughs> you know, all of those things. And so being able to have that moment, especially when you were 19, to be like, okay, maybe all of those things were happening. I felt like I was a little bit isolated, but something within you was ready, ready to see the truth of who you are, ready to have that turning point. And I'm so grateful that you had it. And it can be at 19, it can be at three years old. Mine was well into my 20s already when I started to figure out those things out. And I want everybody to have that big permission to say, hey, 
regardless of when these things happen, when those milestones or turning points happen, it's fine. And you wouldn't even have access to this knowledge or spirituality unless it was absolutely for you. So I mentioned initiation a little bit. Do you feel like you had some initiations in terms of moving through fear or moving through loneliness? What were those milestones like? Okay, so one of the milestones, I'm so sorry. Amber is popular. She's getting hit up on the IG live. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why, universe? Um, <laughs> so my initiation was college. And I don't know if anyone's read The Third Door. But if you have, it's Alex Benayan. And he was in college. And he decided that he wanted to know how people became successful. And so he, like went out and sought after like these really high profiled people and figure out how they did it. And it took him a while to mm -hmm. get there, but he was determined. And it's the third door. It's the people that choose not the path of, of necessarily college. Oh, that could be the path. Mm -hmm. Like you're not just following the step-by-step -step plan that people have given us. And yeah. you're not just instantly successful because you were born into it. Yeah. There's another way. And it's going after your, after your dream. And I was stuck in college and I'm listening to Alex Nyan, who in his book, when he first like started this journey, he was in college, he quit college. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I hate this lifestyle. I did not quit college. Me but, too. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did choose to go to a different college yeah. and it was a commuter college because <laughs> I didn't like living the party lifestyle, but all my friends at college did. And I, couldn't relate and so it's yeah. that moment where I was like I need to just I know I still have to stay in college because that's just what my family does but mm -hmm. also like I I need to like find my people and my people are not going to be partiers so like yeah. where where are those people yeah I really want people to hear that too because it's like especially at a young age college you're still first of all your brain's not even fully developed at that I know I, identity right is such a big thing like from the point you turn probably like 12 13 you're already becoming rebellious you're starting to ask bigger questions whether that whether you're conscious of it or not right so the fact that you had the bravery and the courage to say this actually really isn't for me. And I'm not going to just like allow myself to, you know, be pulled into the traditional ways of being of, you know, what it's supposed to be like in college partying, getting into things, like not really focusing on school or whatever that traditional image is in our society. So I want to ask too, like, how did you really conjure up the courage? Was it being able to listen to that individual, that author that you mentioned? Or were there other like pieces that really helped you fortify your confidence in going another way? Podcasts. Um, so the podcast. woman who I did the coaching yeah. call with, uh, she had a podcast. She was the first person I listened to as a podcaster, uh, Meredith Brom. If you know her, you know she's magical. If you don't, go look her up. Yes, um, yeah. But it was, it was constantly even though I didn't have physical people in my physical realm telling me the things I needed to hear, mm -hmm. I found them through the internet, like yes. podcasts. I'm not a big reader. So like that wasn't my thing, but like podcasts, 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 books, like anything that someone, if someone else was doing it, I knew it was possible. So I just kept yeah. surrounding myself virtually. To yes. Do that. And that's powerful. Like I want people to understand that. I think 
people typically from what I've seen in my own experiences, and maybe you've seen this with your past clients as well, it's so easy to make excuses as to why you can't have access to information and knowledge. But we live in the age of information where the internet is one of the most, I mean, we all know, this most powerful place of education for free. If you wanna learn something, you can learn it within seconds, right? So the fact that you're like, I am not going to allow any limiting beliefs or feeling like maybe your socioeconomic status, your environment, like whatever, none of that's gonna stop me. And being able to listen to a mentor on a podcast or, you know, for me, it was reading and podcasts as well. That matters, that counts. And yes. you should be really grateful that you have that through line to get that information. And that was enough for you, it sounded like, to actually start going on this more resonant path of spirituality and also eventually coaching. So I would love to ask, one, was there like any modalities of healing that you used? Like, did you see a coach yourself? I think you might have mentioned that. And then how did you decide to be a coach now? Alrighty. So what's funny about this is, yes, I had a coach. I've had multiple coaches at some point in this like last two years, I was like a coachaholic and I've actually yes. had to rewind. Horse junkie that. over here. Yes. I was like, I need all of the information. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm actually in a process where I'm like, okay, like we need to center it's like me and then, and then we can go back out to like, finding my community and, and coaches again but it's like very much like coming back to center so I'm on like the flip side of this but yes I've had multiple coaches and the modality that I was first off had been using for a while is now the modality that I use and it's called inner voicing okay and it's literally you like you get centered almost as if if you do to be magnetic work I know that you do but listeners like the neural beats thing where you're able to just like drop into your body yeah. without the neural beats we're dropping into the body mm -hmm. and then we're allowing our soul our inner voice our intuition to actually be heard behind all of the mind's noise and it yeah. comes through like and it can be journaled it can be spoken aloud i do speaking out loud um and then you're off you can be given it in different ways that your mind can be able to relax so like images come to me a lot of my clients get a, like just a knowing and they're able to interpret what that knowing is. Yeah. So it's, it's different ways of listening to your intuition and building a relationship with your intuition, mm -hmm. which is like my modality of healing. I don't need someone else to tell me how to heal. I need to be the one that heals me. 100%. Thank you so much for giving that big permission slip to people. And I want you guys all to... I'm going to explain maybe the TBM work a little bit just for anybody that doesn't understand that or doesn't understand what subconscious reprogramming is. And we're both in a program where that is a really heavy focus. And you'll see this all throughout the coaching industry. A lot of people utilize this. And essentially what is really powerful, especially in the beginning of your journey, when your conscious monkey mind is really, really active, what we need to understand is, one, that's just how our society is set up. Because we're there's so many demands, there are distractions with again internet very powerful but shadow side to it it's very very distracting text messages etc etc very fast moving environment very fast moving society so when you utilize subconscious reprogramming and you mentioned neural beats or listening to music what happens there 
because your brain actually goes into a different, I think it's theta wave state where it drops into um, going past the conscious mind, that analytical mind, the one that wants to judge everything, the ego comes in, it starts to get really, really quiet. And you finally get a drop into your subconscious mind, which is actually 90% of your mind in general, you're able to access all of the good stuff. And when I say the good stuff, I mean the truth of how you perceive the world, maybe wounding that you haven't really addressed before, deeper beliefs that you don't realize are really hidden that you need to start looking at and uncovering and unraveling so you can get closer to that inner voice that Amber is really speaking to. And once you do, the magic happens. So I would love for you to speak. So we already heard like what you're as a kid, that turning point when you were 19, and finally stepping into a leadership position as a coach. So since this new leader series is all about leadership, I want you to share a little bit about your thoughts on leadership in general. Why is it important? How do you feel like you step into leadership on a day-to-day -day basis? Okay, so I need to start with, there's two components in which I view leadership. I do believe that there's a feminine and there's a masculine way to lead. I, when we combine those ways, it's mm -hmm. like the most powerful thing. Mm -hmm. We know in our society, a lot of wounded masculine. And that's like, when you have decided that you are not good enough, or you're too much, and it shuts down whatever desires you have. Mm. And so when we talk about leadership, I often think of our desires, what we want to see in the world, whether that's in your personal life, your home life, your family life, or like the actual world, the impact you want to make on the yeah. planet and the people. I don't care what level it is, that's leadership. When you decide to make a decision and it ripples out and it will, like it doesn't matter if you decide to start a huge company, if you impact one person, that's impacting one person. Mm -hmm. And that person could just be you. Yeah. So the, the feminine, the masculine for me, the feminine is that desire, that dream of whatever mm -hmm. it is. And the masculine's here to say, how can I support you mm -hmm. in that dream? And then you start being able to implement those support systems. Mm -hmm. So for me, I became a mother in 2020. That was also the same time I decided to quit my job and start my own company. And casual. It was so good. <laughs> so that meant that I had to look, I had the dream, right? I want to be a stay at home mom who has my own business. And like, I'm able to do both yes. the support systems that I need. I mean, they're still evolving and they're still like <laughs> developing because she's changing yeah. so much. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Um, but it's making sure I have help. It's making sure I'm eating right. It's making sure that I am able to sleep when I am able to sleep. Mm -hmm. It's making sure my self-care comes first. It's making sure I have enough water, meditating. I hired coaches this past year. Like that's where my coach Holly came. Like I knew that in that phase, I really needed a lot of people around me that got it. Um, those are decisions. You make those decisions and you follow through. And when you keep making decisions based on your intuition something magical will appear. It might not pick, be exactly the way you thought, but something magical will appear. Ooh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. But I also feel like 
we all can resonate with remembering like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do. I'm hearing all of this information. Amber, I'm sold. Like you are giving me the blueprint of taking care of myself, making sure I'm getting support, making sure I'm hiring a coach as needed and to have that deep desire. But I'm still scared. <laughs> so what would you say to somebody that can see it all? They're, they're starting to become more and more on board with what you're saying. They see those masculine steps that you so beautifully articulated. What would you say to somebody that's still very fearful about moving forward and taking action? What's the smallest fear you have and start there? Okay. Yeah. And, and because you have, you have to face your fears and you're going to do it scared and they're, you can reprogram yourself to get excited at the same time you're fearful. Like there's so many different modalities of yes. how to do, how to like feel excited, feel the fear. The fear gets to sit in the back seat. It's always with me. I'm not ever fearless and yeah. I still get to drive my car. And the mm -hmm. question I ask those people is, is your life owning you or are you owning your life? Right. Absolutely. And so Powerful. if you don't like the fact that your life is owning you, then you yeah. have to do it scared. So just start with the smallest fear and then you can build a trust muscle with yourself to get to the bigger fears. 100%. I think that happens really commonly where everybody kind of does this comparison thing where they see, okay, well, I want a bigger life. I want X amount of money. I want to have my own business, the promotion, da, 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 whatever that thing may look like in the material plane. But then when starts, what starts to happen is that vision becomes bigger and bigger. And it, they start to say, whoa, this is a huge daunting feat and I'm not even going to go after it. So the fact that you are saying, hey, distill it down. Everybody that's at a higher level maybe has the life that you are living right now and it feels so far away. They had to take one step forward too. They didn't make this huge leap. They had their own clear specific path. And yes, they made all of those decisions. But what's different about the person that actually goes after what they want is not just like half-assing decisions and like negotiating with themselves of, oh, today I'm going to step into it. Oh, no, I'm not going to step into it today. I'm not really feeling like it. It's either that person in one camp or the person that is actually making a convicted decision. They act like that desire, that vision is a non-negotiable, it's law. So once you actually believe in yourself enough, when you do that subconscious reprogramming, when you do those journaling exercises, when you start taking care of yourself, you start realizing that every single day is another drop in that big desire and a step closer to the dream that you actually want. So you constantly have those two choices. And a big thing that you really shared with me during the beginning, like screening processes that we did for this um, IG Live, is you're saying discernment, powerful decision-making is the reason why anybody can be a good leader. So how did you get so confident in being able to make strong decisions for yourself? <laughs> it's being a mother. <laughs> Uh, they don't yes. come with a pamphlet. Oh gosh, yes. They don't come with a pamphlet. So if I can do it in motherhood, <laughs> I can do it in every other area of my life because my my daughter's actually needing me, right? To like grow her and, <laughs> and grow her well. Yeah. Um, no one else is that yeah. dependent on me. <laughs> so if I can do exactly. it with, her, I can do it with everyone. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that that's a big piece, right? And I think with motherhood, there's 
so many different ways parenting can look like so many different like styles and types of parenting but i think a big through line is having community and that go goes for not just motherhood but also like having your business as your baby too and making sure that you have those support systems so can you share like how friendship or collaborations or connections like this have really helped you on your path with either motherhood or your business okay so community i wish that i went to a mom's group we live in COVID 19 mm -hmm. times and specifically when i had her like that that was just not a thing virtual was it if i could go back in time and COVID wasn't a thing it would have been in-person community so i had to choose virtual yeah. i was cool with that i joined um a couple of women's circles and then i realized that i really needed moms mm -hmm. and so i i started finding moms like in yeah. my network of being like oh you're a mom let's talk oh you're a mom let's talk and it's again like we think if you just stay with i'm alone you're not going to get anywhere so then you have to be you have to make a vision of like okay i'm not just alone there actually are other people out there mm -hmm. and then making the decision let's go find them yeah and following through on that so that was a big one for me but also the show working moms was such a mirror. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. And it was such a mirror of like what I was feeling and validating what I was feeling. So even again, if you don't have the community, which we need, you start finding things, television, podcasts that start talking about it. So then you're at least yes. aware that it's a possibility. <laughs> yes. See, that's the power of like manifestation. I know law of attraction manifestation is such a big topic out in the world right now. And I want people to understand this from what you just said is like, all it takes is like a very simple, like um, gentle ask of the universe or the world around you of like, hey, I just need support right now. And what started happening to you? You started seeing shows. Maybe you just started seeing examples out in the world of, you know, friendships, hanging out, all of those things. And it starts to come to you. Follow those little breadcrumbs and it'll get you to where you want to be. But for me too, like community has been the thing that I'm scared of the most, truly, to be seen, heard, and understood. That's very, I didn't realize I was so scared of that until later on in my life. But then I deeply want connection as well. But here's the thing, once you actually get past that like egoic aspect of like fear, like I don't want to be connected, like what if I get found out? What if they like judge me, et cetera, et cetera. There's so much love support there and that love and support will anchor you in. And then all of a sudden you believe anything is possible. I'm starting to really understand the value of family, collaborations like this, being just in community specifically with women and how powerful that can be for your own personal transformation and your the impact that you want to create on the world. It's actually a prerequisite in my belief to make sure that you can have that in order to create the life that you want. Okay, so now we have just a few minutes left. First, I want to ask, like, is there any specific thing you want to share, piece of advice just off the top of the dome that you really want to make sure that you put out in the world today before I get to my last question? Mm. <sighs> so I had been thinking of this answer and there's so much, but the one thing is you have the power to choose you mm. any moment of any day. Yeah. So yeah. that is that is like my my one piece of advice. You yeah. get to choose. Choose to believe. 
What a beautiful anchor to come back to. And it's so easy. I'm not going to let anybody have that excuse of life. Personal development is hard. Da, da, da. It's as simple as asking yourself that one simple question or just remembering like I have power, power of choice. Don't give your power away and think that there are all of these things working against you. It's a simple perspective change that can change your life, right? So lastly, I want to ask you, what piece of advice would you give to somebody that's about to step into a big transition in their life? If they're like, okay, well, I feel like I know what I want to do. I'm starting to have the vision. I'm starting to get a little bit past the fear, but what if I start going back into my old habits? What piece of advice would you give that individual as they're stepping into some level of leadership, career-wise, business-wise, parenting-wise, anything? Alrighty, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back to the moment of me choosing to go to a different college. Yeah. When I went to that different college, I met my best friend, I met my husband, mm -hmm. and my my life changed because I made that moment. So when you're stuck, when you've decided, even if you did go back in your habits, you have to see the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is is all the other things that get to come from one moment of you changing. Mm -hmm. So thinking about just the possibilities Ooh. that get to come of whatever. Yes. Like who knew I was going to meet my best friend? Who knew I was going to meet my husband when I made the choice to go to a different college? Cause that's what I wanted. But that's like, that's the level that you will receive when you choose yeah. you. hundred percent remain open and just keep going. Yeah. Happen, no matter what. You gotta okay. hold that vision. I hear you. So you have some cool things I'm sure going on in your own business. Is there anything that you want to share ways that we can connect programs that people can join into in the future or right now? Okay. So like I mentioned before, I'm a podcaster. So go check out spirit of mother podcast. Um, it, I go like every week, twice a week, you're going to hear from me or me and a guest. So like, if you love podcasts, that's where to go. And also I have an opening. I have, I'm hosting a small group container called The Hive, and it's really about coming back to the whole idea of the, your life doesn't get to own you, you get to own your life mm. and put your crown on. And so it's The Hive because I want you to go from worker bee to queen bee. Oh, I love and that. I just, right? It's just, it's beautiful, it's playful. I already have three people in the container. I only have three spots left. And all you have to do is sign up with a discovery call with me and wake up and decide you. And if the, this isn't like the next step, like if the hive is the next step, at least you will know in the like the call what your next step is. 100%, I love that. Everybody, thank you. I wanted to thank you so much for being here and I want everybody to really hear this. The hive sounds like literally a beautiful cult cultivation and culmination of everything that we actually just discussed. Intimacy with other individuals, stepping into the next level of yourself and being able to get on a call that's really a simple step so you can get more into Amher's energy. See if it's a right fit for you. And I guarantee it'll be a really beautiful experience if you decide to onboard with her. It's an opportunity to connect and up level. Who's going to say no to that? So thank you again so much for being here. You dropped some damn good codes today. <laughs> And I just want everybody to remember this. You can be anything because you are everything. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you. Bye.